Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. And this evening, I'm delighted to be joined by Kev McCluskey for another match day, Kev. We have done quite a lot. That partnership has been utilised um, significantly over the last four years or so for the match day. We've had ups, we've had downs. And tonight, we've got Dundee at Celtic Park. The teams have been announced. And of course, Celtic are hoping uh, to leapfrog Rangers tonight. It can be done. It can be done, Kev. Uh, we will talk about uh, any of the changes, the uh, lineup in its entirety, uh, where it leaves those on the bench. And of course, we'll have a wee look at our opponents as well. Starting 11, for anyone who has not yet seen it, is Joe Hart in goals with Alistair Johnston at right back. I don't know if he'll be masked up. I've seen the pictures of him at Lennox Town, Kev. He had his mask back on. He's wee Batman number. Right, probably will be. So he had that one at the weekend. Didn't really do his performance any favours right enough, but... Hey-ho. It got better when he demasked. Did you notice that? Took it off, started playing better. Um, left back is Greg Taylor. Everybody keeps saying to me when I list my uh, predicted 11, because I go old school and I count it one, two, three, uh, Hart, Johnson, Taylor, and people think I'm playing Taylor at left centre-back. It's not that at all. It's just old school. Number three was always left back, Kev, when I played football. Carter Vickers and Scales, uh, central defence. Brilliant to see CCD back. In the midfield, Tomoki Awata. Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. Uh, and the forward three are Yang, Maeda and Ida. The bench is made up of Scott Bain, Lewis Palmer, Kyogo Furahashi. We have uh, Nicholas Kuhn, Bernardo, Vata, Kelly, Ralston, Welsh. No O. Did you notice? No O. Obviously, Novroski is injured. Uh, no, no James Forrest either. What do you make of the start 11, first of all, Kev? Well, first of all, actually, did I notice no O? 
No, I didn't. I've looked at the team. Good job, I've written it down on a sheet of paper in front of me. <laughs> and I'm sitting looking at it and uh, I hadn't even noticed that O wasn't there. I did notice that Vata was back in the bench though. Yes. Uh, he's missed the yes. last few. <laughs> so that's an interesting development because there was a couple of weeks ago he missed... Um, can't remember which game it was now, but there was a B team game on at the same time, and he wasn't included in the team they need either. Mm-hmm. It might even just have been Kilmarnock last weekend. Anyway, it's good to see him back. Um, don't know what it means for all. I'm not going to read anything into that, to be fair. But uh, good to see that Vatter's back in the bench. And to actually answer your question, what did I make of the team? Uh, listen, it's probably the strongest team we've got again, isn't it, that he's put out there? It's great to see CCV's back in there. He's a massive miss when he's not in the team. He's that steady and influence at the back. Um, so it's great to see him there. Disappointing for Navrotsky that he's out with injury again. Mm, but, yeah. um, you know, if it's a toss-up between who do you want, CCV or Navrotsky, it's CCV every time. So I think he strengthens the back line being there. Really happy to see that Iwata's kept his place which this must be the first time under Rodgers that he's made two starts in a row, I think. So great to see him there because he brings that balance and the defensive-minded play that we need at times that we've been lacking in games. So good to see him in. Great to to see see Pirlo behind me as well. Perfect time in there. Nice to have you on board. You can... uh, This nonchalant walking along. As he goes. Uh, And then, yeah, up front, I mean, Ida... As to start, he's scored two goals at the weekend. He changed that game for us. It's probably, you know, not too strong a point to say he won us that game by the way that he's come on and played. Two massive goals. And Yang, I think, actually made a bit of an impact as well. So it's a strong team. One at the start of the game, you've got to be confident we'll go in and win it. I know that we've played really poorly for about the last month. Um, but before a game, You've just got to be confident, haven't you, that we can go and do it, otherwise there's no point. You've got to be confident, and you've got to be confident in your squad, Kev. You know, Brendan Rodgers was talking about um, that very fact when he was uh, explaining why Kilgo was taken off at half-time. Um, and, and he's done that quite a lot this season. I, I would need to have a look for the exact stat, but who can a player at half-time is definitely a Brendan Rodgers MO this season. And he does it without yeah. real, you know, he, he, he does it without thinking it might upset anybody, you know. He just thought, this wasn't Kyogo's game. We have to bring Ida on. And, and he was proven right. Yeah, it was one of the things that we always spoke about last season with Ange was, uh, you know, would you make a change at halftime? And maybe we'd sit here and discuss possible changes that we would make. But you always need your back of the mind. Ange was never going to do it. You know, he he would wait until later in the game. Um, you know, for all over the last wee while, and there's been criticism thrown at Rogers, and a lot of it rightly so. To be fair, how we've been playing, one thing he has been consistently good at is making those early changes when he's seeing the certain players definitely not working. Yang's been on the receiving end of it at Third Park the first time around. He was having a pretty tough encounter against was it Spencer, and he hooked him at half time. I think he's yep. done it with a few other players. And generally, the guy that's come on has made a bit of an impact. And it definitely worked at the weekend. He does come on. And <laughs> watching the first half, every single ball that Taylor put into the box was intended for Ida, by the look of it. It was a high ball played in and Kyogo was winning none. First ball he puts in in the second half, Ida's up between the two defenders, 
brilliant header. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal that brings us right back into it and changed the complexion of the whole game. No, it did. It was a brilliant pass. It really was. The through ball was fantastic from Greg Taylor. And what I liked about the uh, fullbacks, Kev, I don't think either of the two of them had a particularly good game. First half, um, you, you mentioned Johnson. Johnson was murder in the first half and masked and demasked. He didn't play that well. And I think that what I like about that is the fact that they stepped up. They stepped up despite the fact they weren't having the best of afternoons. They came through it and I think both of them ended up with the assist. You know, uh, Johnston overlapping Yang, great wee move. And he put, he pings that ball in that you would expect Hugo to relish. You know, the, the low hard ball front post. Ida was able to get a wee bit of space and great finish. And I think uh, Greg Taylor was the same. You know, he, he was he was poor. Uh, most of the team were. But he played through it in game. And, he, and he, you know, by the end of the game, you're forgetting that he started off pretty ropey. So that, that shows character. It shows the mentality. And I think that uh, there's enough experience. You know, you don't have to be 28, 29-year-old to be um, regarded as like a senior pro. I think if you've been at the club two or three seasons and all you've known is success, I'm thinking of Carter Vickers here, by the way, then when you're in the team, you notice that there's that leadership, there's a real positive influence. Um, And I don't know if you noticed this, Kev, at the weekend, but um, I had mentioned about, uh, I remember reading a passage in Teddy Sheringham's autobiography a few years back. He was speaking about going off form at Nottingham Forest, and Brian Clough dropped him. Um, But he made sure he sat next to him in the dugout, whoever they were playing, and he basically just says to Teddy Sheringham, just listen to me all the way through the game. And what he got in that 90 minutes was more than he ever could get on the training pitch. He basically realised what he should have been doing because Koff was shouting at the centre forward, whoever it may have been, um, obviously for a lack of movement, etc. And Sheringham spoke about sometimes just watching the game with that, that influential mm-hmm. voice. Uh, and I noticed at the weekend that Carter Vickers was doing it with Palmer. He was on the sidelines. He was, t- he was talking Palmer through the passages of the game. Um, so, you know, for Carter Vickers' age and the fact that, you know, in terms of his experience at Celtic, two and a half seasons now, I still regard him as a senior pro now, even though he's not that 28, 29 yet. I don't think the word senior has to be about the, the player's age. It could be about the fact that, you know, they've maybe overseen. How many players has Carter Vickers overseen since he came to Celtic? Quite a few. You know, 11 this season. And then if you go into last year, probably 20 new players have come in since Carter Vickers entered the building. So he is senior um, in terms of his service to Celtic than all of the guys in the dressing room. And I think that showed it at the weekend when he was talking Palmer through the game. He's going to be massively important tonight and for the rest of the season, Kev. Yeah, so when you talk about somebody like CCV, it's about his personality as well. That's what makes him a senior pro at the club. It's... um, you know, you don't have to be there for five, ten years to be a senior. You don't have to have played two, three hundred games at a club to be considered that senior experienced player. It's just about what you bring, is your all round personality and your abilities and yeah, what you do off the pitch as much as what you do on it. He's such a calming influence when he's there, um, that you notice it when he's not. So I hadn't really actually noticed what he was doing with Palmer the week the weekend but it doesn't surprise me that he's the type that would do that because he just he seems like he's he's quite a quiet kind of guy by the looks of him he's a kind of Leaf within himself example. almost he's yeah. got a demeanour but he just doesn't aye um, but at the same time probably one of those guys quiet man but when he speaks you listen because what he's got to say is worthwhile so it's great that he's doing that and he's talking Palmer through it and 
he needs that from somebody, Palmer, because you can see that he's a, he's a player with ability, but he goes out in the park sometimes and you get the impression he doesn't know what he's doing. It's the first time he's set foot in a football pitch. Mm-hmm. But if he's got uh, a defender actually sitting next to him on the sideline saying, this boy's weak. When you get the ball, if you run him on the inside or take him outside, you'll get past them. And he's spotting those deficiencies and passing them on. So it's a great thing to have. And yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that makes him a leader. And, you know, future captain if ever Callum isn't around to play. Well, see, when you look around that dressing room, um, I think one of the biggest things, not just his performances, but Joe Hart's leadership qualities and his influence within the dressing room. And if you listen to any of the players, any of his teammates, they talk about that. And that's what you're losing when Joe Hart leaves at the end of the season. But when you look around that dressing room, you think about the leaders. Joe Hart's a big leader. Carter Vickers, for me, in the in defence, is a leader. Lesser, I would say, Greg Taylor, but he's still got some qualities of that leadership. Yeah, he moans and moans constantly, but sometimes the players, particularly the new guys coming in, need a wee bit of that free in the ear, if you like. You move into the midfield, I think Callum McGregor, born leader, um, Matt O'Reilly, one of the guys, leads by example rather than shouting and screaming at uh, his teammates. And then you go up top, and I thought, you know, talismanic uh, Kyogo again leading by example. He's found himself on the bench tonight. But you, you look for a team to have a number of potential captains on the park, and I think if you've got goalkeeper, centre half, centre mid, potentially even centre forward, there's your backbone. Uh, unfortunately for us, Kyogo's form's not been that great this season and you've got to play players on form and I think that when you look at that lineup, you know the reintroduction of Yang and Ida into the start 11 Tumoki Awata keeping his jersey Kata Vickers was always going to come back when he was fit but it is refreshing to know that if you're, you're going to do the business you'll be in the team I think the only one that might feel a wee bit aggrieved would be Palmer because when he came on he done well he made a difference but he's on the bench um, and that's down to Maeda it's dividing opinion in the comments because I don't think it was made his best game. Uh, we all know the qualities that he's got, Kev. What do you make of his performance at the weekend? Probably should have scored a couple of goals. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I thought he was poor the weekend. I thought he was really poor. Um, it's a criticism you could probably label at about seven or eight of the team that started the game, though. So he wasn't alone in being poor. And yeah, he missed a couple of really good chances. There's a couple of ones he's got in at the back post. He's he's done well to be there. You know, you always say that about a striker in the way it's you've got to be there to miss the chance. So fair play of being there in the first place. Um, but we can't afford to be missing the chances that he was missing in the game the way we've been playing. 
So you need somebody that's a wee bit more reliable in front of goal there. But yeah, his general play all round was poor. Yeah, I don't think he was really able to take on his man and beat him and his final ball was lacking again. And I think that's been a real frustration of, of Maida over the last few weeks. He's really been off the boil. And he's that type of player that he's all industry. So if that drops, you notice it. And then you notice his lack of productivity at times. So, yeah, thought he was poor. Would I have had Palmer in front of him, though, is also one of those ones where you could throw the two names up and whatever one lands closest to the team sheet, you'll play. Because as good as Palmer was when he came on, maybe it's because what you've pointed out, he had CCV in his ear all the time telling him what to do when he does come on. Because he's another one that in games that he started recently, he's not really been able to have the impact that we want him to have. Um, if you just think back to Komarnik last last weekend, uh, there was quite a few times he was getting simple passes and he was miscontrolling it and letting the ball slide out. He couldn't take his man on and beat him. So Palmer you would have in the team, if you could be guaranteed, you would get peak Palmer. But you can't get that at the moment. You're not guaranteed that. So it's a difficult choice which one he goes for. I, I actually might have been tempted to move Kuhn to the left and give him a chance there because a lot of the highlight videos that we saw of him coming in was he was playing on the left and he was causing problems. So maybe that's an option we could have looked at. But Listen, when Maeda gets his hat-trick today and we romp this 7-0 win that will hopefully put us back on top of the table, then I'll, uh, I'll be quite happy. As we often do, Kevin, uh, leading into the game, we've been talking about the potential for a, a change in formation and shape. Looking at that starting 11, that's not happening tonight, is it? I mean, we're just uh, doing the usual 4-3-3. But when you're looking at the um, reintroduction to the side of Tomoki Awata, there's a player that we've spoken about uh, for weeks and weeks on end. <clears throat> Bit of an axon favourite. Well, he is with me anyway, Kev. Um, and I think that... That that's kind of been like a vacant. That jersey's been up for grabs all season, right? But so there's there's no doubt in my mind that the best player we've got, um, actually, the best player we've got isn't in the side at the moment, and that's Rio Atati. And I said it all last season. I think that had he not had that injury near the kind of tail end of the season, he could well have been Player of the Year. He would have been getting all the gongs. He was in great form. And then at the beginning of this campaign, I'm looking at the squads when Brennan Rogers came in and there were three players I identified that I, I was looking forward to seeing Brendan working with. The first one was uh, Matt O'Reilly, who has gone on leaps and bounds. People might mention that he's gone off the boil a wee bit. I think that's down to fatigue. And then you've got uh, Lee Labada. Everybody knows what's happened with, with Lee Labada. So that is not to be, and it looks as though his career will uh, move on elsewhere. And there's obviously talk of him going to the MLS. And then... The third player was, of course, uh, Rio Atati, but he's been so unlucky with injuries this season. So, uh, you know, you look at the guys that have been in that, that position in place of him. David Turnbull, he's away. You've got Odin Holm. I did see him in the training pictures at Lennox Town this morning. So right, he's, he's obviously still alive, actually. I've not seen him yeah. for long enough. I know, he's disappeared. And he's been mentioned once that I recall in the press conferences uh, when Brendan's not talking about documentaries that he recommends to his teammates. And um, it was due to the fact that apparently he'd had some illness and he had been out because of that. So I don't know what the illness was, how serious it was, but he's, he's certainly back in training. And then, of course, you've got Bernardo, who was almost a specialist who was coming in for the Champions League games. 
and then he had that good run of form. He's on the bench tonight. Uh, but the one guy that just never seemed to get a run through bad luck, injury, and all of the guys being ahead of him was indeed Awata. Um, and people were saying to me, you know, he's getting better every single week he's left out. He's one of these situations where he becomes better in your head than he actually is. Uh, and you start doubting yourself because I was calling for him to get a run of games. Uh, he played really well, I thought, against Motherwell. And it's good to see him still on the side tonight. Yes, it is. He was uh, he was getting that was it the Bobo Baldy kind of not mm. treatment, but some of them thinking of you. But I remember when he was out the team for about a year, and he got better in everyone's head. And then Strachan brought him back in, and we won away from home at Tannadice, and it was our first away win for quite a while. And so obviously that just helped to grow the myth that Baldy had become a better player when he wasn't in the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Wata was beginning to go down that route because we hadn't seen him for long enough and you know it probably doesn't help that we do shows like this and we're looking at that team going well he's the one player that's never got in and remember that performance against Rangers in the 3-2 game and how he solidified the midfield how he did this and we're talking him up week after week Um, but it's great that he's actually in and he's proven us right which is a rare thing also because he has he he does bring something to that midfield the way that we're set up now with this 4-3-3 the way that Brendan wants us to play it. We need it to be there's a defined number six role. It's not last season when McGregor could play there and he could be deep line playmaker. This is a number six, a more defensive minded player. McGregor's not that player, Iwata is. And when he comes back and he frees Callum up so much and he allows O'Reilly to play as well. So it's it's uh I say it's been great to see him back in and he does make a big difference in my opinion to the team. And again, hopefully he goes and proves me right tonight. But yeah, the one that we absolutely miss the most is Rio. I mean, if we if we could have those four fit for the season, Iwata, McGregor, O'Reilly and Hatati, that gives you really good options. So the sooner he can come back, the better. I'm not sure what the timeline is on him coming back, but if we could get him back for at least the running, say the games after the split, that could be decisive in where this title ends up. Yeah, I think uh, initially there was... Uh... There was a timeline which was the middle of March, but I think it's getting pushed closer to the end of March. Of course, you're, you've got one eye on that game against Rangers at Ibrox. You're hoping that you've got everybody available for that match, but not just available. Okay, if you want them to have kind of been bedded back into the side, back up the full match sharpness, you don't want to just throw them right into the battle, yeah. the heat of the battle. Jungle Lion in nice and early tonight. Especially, especially, especially Rio, because that's where he's struggled in games before when he's not been fully fit. Yeah, so don't rush him back. Down. No, but get no. him in for those final five, and who knows? Absolutely, Jesus. The board just can't help themselves putting the boot into the Celtic supporters at every chance. Pity they never released a statement about the treatment of supporters outside Motherwell. So if we go to the the twelve thirty bulletin earlier today, we were talking about the treatment of Celtic fans outside Fark Park, and some of the footage that had been released from uh, the North Curve on their social media pages. And I mean, there was there was footage of a of a lad who was face down on the on the tarmac, and the way that they were um, applying pressure and weight onto his body, Kev looked extremely dangerous, particularly uh, with regards to, you know, what Scottish police are going through right now, um, you know, with the public inquiry, Sheku Bayou's death, you know, auto-asphyxation, and and the way and the methods in which you are able to restrain individuals, um, if indeed they needed restraining at all. 
Uh, but obviously it was captured and shared on the socials. And we had a discussion about that at 12.30 today. John, the two paddies and myself, um, John on the socials said that it was Paul, John and the two paddies. He said it sounded like a Republican band. Um, if you want to book us, let us know. Uh, and of course, uh, Jungle Lion has given us an update because since then there's been a statement that's been sent out. Now, I think it was sent out to the members of the North Curve, which is the Green Brigade, um, who are the, the group of fans who have been banned for a spell this season. And it pulled them up for uh, particular banners at the Kilmarnock game um, in relation to Palestine. And also it spoke about uh, a number of fans trying to get into Fur Park and Petodja without tickets. From speaking to fans who were at both of those games in question, um, I understand it wasn't exclusively any group who were trying to uh, access the stadium without tickets, Kev. Uh, but obviously it looks as though they're getting the blame for it. Um, and, and I take what Jungle Lion says. I mean, where is the condemnation of the treatment of our fans? You want a bit of that. And also when things are starting to pick up again and the board start fighting the fans, it's not great, is it? It's no great timing. Really not. Um thinking if you look at it from the or not from the board's perspective, if you look at what the board do, it just highlights again how out of tune they are with the support, with the fan base. Um I mean we are we are the supporters of the football club. We go to the games or we the the global we on that one go to the games, we give our money, we give our support. It's week in, week out. The least you expect is for the club to su support you back or back you up in these instances. Now, okay, it's been seven years that I moved out here, but I can go back that far then to when I used to go to the games week in, week out. And you'd get penned in at certain grounds when you were going in. You'd be herded in, you'd be treated like cattle, basically, mm -hmm. going into mm -hmm. the grounds. And then when I see the footage of what Declan shared in the WhatsApp group and other things that you've seen on social media from what happened at the weekend, it, it's sickening and sad to think that it still happens now almost a decade later. You're still treated exactly the same. It's not even second-class citizens. You're, you're, you're worse than that to them, the way that you're treated by the police on some occasions at some grounds. Um, and if I'm right to say it, on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Sunday, Celtic fans were told to beat the ground 20 minutes early because there's such a large volume expected there and that's so that the police can, in theory, safely get you through the cordons and into the ground but yet you're still being detained outside the ground and hemmed in and penned in. And the footage of the young boy, like you're saying, getting kind of thrown to the ground and arm twisted behind his back, foot on his back. It's, I don't know, it's like GBH no, actual bodily harm on that one, whatever it is, if it's not the police doing it, if it's someone else doing it to that guy, it's an assault, it's a criminal offence. So just because you've got a uniform on, I don't think changes that. So that's all, you know, things that are systemically wrong, I think, with how football fans in general, but Celtic fans in particular, are treated in Scotland. And yeah, I would expect that the club sees what we can see and speaks out about it. Otherwise, at some point along the line, you give up on them. You give up on the board. And of course, you're going to get reactions from the fans and there's going to be banners against against the board at games because they've, they've kind of encouraged that reaction by not supporting their own, their lifeblood. Without the fans, there is no club. 
support the fans, give them the backing. You know, don't blindly do it, but when you can clearly see that the your guys have been assaulted in the way of football match, stand up, speak up about that. Oh, definitely. Kev, I'm with you on that, 100%. David Boyle, you're in on the YouTube. Players rewarded. That's the ones who deserved to retain their jerseys in the start of 11 now. Let's get stuck in and finally show why we are champions. Yes, David, I'm all for that tonight. Let's go out there and just show them uh, the bit of style and, and that mentality, the winning mentality that you know that you build up uh, through success and, and through winning trophies. Uh, you and Boy Martin, hail, hail troops from a wet Celtic park. A big hail, hail to you and who shared news earlier on that he has become a grandfather. Doesn't look old oh, enough. There he is. Congratulations to the big fella. And Patrick Heaney, time to turn the form around and bring a strong end to a very mixed season. Patrick, yeah, it could mask a million deficiencies, that. The holy goalie um, saying hello to David Weir in that picture. Happy with the lineup in general. Would have put Kyogo in for Maida. We were talking about that, you know, giving Kyogo some opportunity to play on the wing. Um, we are, the onus isn't on him scoring goals but you know get him involved in the game um, and get back into the rhythm of having the ball and creating and being a creator of goals perhaps playing Maeda instead of Kyogo says love it is a shocker for him as well um, and we've also got Jamie Cameron good to see Tomoki starting absolutely agree with that home support get behind the team like the away support does all about the points support the players Carter Vickers playing gives us a solid defence Cannot argue with that. Let's have a look at the Dundee team then. Carson, Shaughnessy, McGee, Main, Bakayoko, um, Lamy, McKeown, Robertson, Botang, Portalese, and Beck. That wee guy that we were kind of sniffing about is playing for Dundee tonight as well. And that's another reason that uh, I don't think Maida did too well against Beck last time round, Kev. And, uh, you know, no, sometimes, was... players, uh, sometimes players have just got. That we hex on on a particular opponent. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking back to that last game. I think it was myself, you, and Jerry covered it. And uh, yeah, Beck was like the standout player, pretty much for the. Let's say until Mikey Johnson came on and got his two goals. But Beck was probably the man of the match in that game. He nullified Maeda, was matching him for pace. He was positionally sound. He was a threat going forward. He looks a decent player. So, yeah, it is a, another one, actually, that makes... would actually influence my decision to not play Maeda because the last time he didn't seem to get the better of this lad. But, you know, will we give him the benefit of the doubt? It's Celtic Park. It's a bigger pitch. It's wider. There's more space, hopefully, for Maeda to get in behind. We'll see. But at least there's options on the bench if it's not working. There is Kyogo. It would be interesting mm -hmm. to see him playing out wide to see if that kind of release of the goal-scoring pressure on him it helps his performance. There is Vata, there is Kuhn, there's options there if it's not quite working with Maida. There are. There's, there's loads of options, and that's good uh, to see as well because there has been occasions this, this season where the bench has been weak. Uh, David, don't see Rangers dropping points tonight. Well, David, I'll be keeping one eye on that. I think most of us will be. And uh, forever and ever Celtic, congratulations, you and boy, granddad Martin. There he is. Uh, we, we go through these things together as an Axon community. I love it. And Craig uh, McGeekin, I hope I got your name right, Craig. Middle to front, thrive on the confidence CCD brings to his team. You saw that against Motherwell. If the engine room controls the game and quits the basketball nonsense, we win comfortably. Yeah. And finally, what about this? What about a wee bit of this from Simon Fideni? But a rip-roaring, free-scoring, never-boring. Glasgow Celtic would be grand. I need to say, uh, asterisk, copyright Tony Hagerty, just in case Tony files a wee royalty uh, request for that one. But yeah, that was Tony's favourite saying for a couple of years. 
and let's hope we get a wee bit more of that. We've not seen a great deal of it um, since Brendan came back. There's been so many problems, injury problems, issues with recruitment, the situation with Abada. There's been so many issues to deal with, Kev. Um, and then another issue was uh, obviously dug up last week because of uh, Brendan's choice of words. It's just one thing after another. It'd be great to get the shackles mm-hmm. off and see a performance this evening. And if we do get a performance, Kev, what's the score going to be? What's your prediction? Well, if we get a performance, and why not? Let's think, why not? We've got it in us to win this game 3 nothing. I like that. Nice Even. and confident. Ida, Ida hat-trick? No, Maida's getting the hat-trick, remember. Okay, right. Whoever gets it, I'm, I'm fine with that. What's your, um, what is your prediction? Let us know in the comment section. We are just about at kick-off time, uh, so let's go to Celtic Park where... Celtic will be playing host to Dundee and hopefully by the end of the 90 or 95 or 98 minutes, whatever it may be, Celtic will be sitting pretty once again on the top of the league. Hey, I'll tell you what, one day is a long time in Scottish football, Kev. It can happen. Let's be positive. Give us a thumbs up. Hit the notifications bell. Subscribe to the channel. Do all the good stuff and we'll see you at half time. Thanks for getting involved. And thank you to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.